We're kicking off this new year with a three-episode mini-series diving a little deeper into human design, one of my all-time favorite subjects. You'll find out what human design really is and how to discover yours. You're going to meet three amazing business owners that have woven human design into their businesses and the unique ways in which they've done so to serve their tribes on a deeper level. So let's get to it with our very first human design expert, Rebecca Turvo. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your business? Something holding you back from the success you're seeking? If so, you are not alone. For nearly 20 years, that's exactly how I felt as a business owner. It wasn't until I discovered human design that it all became clear. And it turns out that I was the missing piece in my own business. Join me on this journey of discovering the real me and hear stories from other business owners building businesses around all of their awesomeness. I'm Young Pratt, and it's time, my friend, to amplify your awesome. Hey there, amplifiers, and welcome back to another episode of the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest. Rebecca Turbo is a certified life coach, best-selling author, transformational retreat leader, and human design teacher who helps female entrepreneurs embrace who they are and their unique gifts so that they can build a life and a business they love. Rebecca, I am so thrilled you're here today. Thank you, Young. Happy to be here. This is so fun. This is so fun. And I feel like you being here on the podcast is something we've been kind of mulling about and talking about for some time. So I am so grateful that you said yes, and we are taking the time to make it happen today. Me too. Yes. <laughs> Let's get to it. Yes. Fun. And I know you have so many stories to tell. You help women tell amazing stories by kind of uncovering some hidden things that they may not know are within them, like their human design. Can you take us back to sort of the beginning of business for you? Because I know you've made some pretty big pivots and changes to your business recently. Can you talk us through the beginning to where you are now? Yes. Yeah. So the reason I got into business was, well, first of all, I was a CPA for 25 years and I, you know, it was okay. I'm really good at accounting stuff for some reason. Um, but I just... I had this feeling always that there's something bigger I'm supposed to be doing. But what really happened to shift my life was that our son died of suicide in 2012. And he was a teenager, he was 17. And it was super unexpected. And we didn't, obviously, who's prepared for this? Um, none of us were. Right. And I ha had to go through such a huge transformation in my life to find out how to live after you've lost a child to suicide and how to support my family in living. I have three other kids and they were all at home at the time and a husband. And so I had to kind of take myself on a journey to figure out how to live, how to be happy, how to be an example to my children so they can learn that this doesn't have to define our whole life. We don't just have to be about the sadness of losing our son and our brother to suicide. And so uh, when I decided to go on that journey, I found coaching, you know, I'd gone to therapy and stuff, but I found coaching and coaching really taught me some amazing tools to help me get through my grief. So what happened 
is one day I decided that I was just going to quit my job. And um, I was working as a finance director at a foundation at a university. So I had a pretty high up position. A lot of people thought that I had the best job. Like they would want that job and everybody would want that job. Why would you quit? How silly, right? Um, I had a lot, there was a lot of resistance against me quitting my job <laughs> to start a business. But what I really felt called to do was share my story and to help other women. I found there wasn't a lot of support for me as a parent who had lost a child to suicide. I mean, there was very little support. Let's just say it that way. I wanted to connect with other moms who had lost children and I couldn't find this. And I thought this must be my purpose. I felt drawn to, to build some kind of community and connection with, with other moms. And so I went into life coaching and I decided to go into grief coaching and I helped women to, yeah. It's, and it was very focused on suicide loss because it's such a unique, there's a very difference between someone who loses a child in an accident, which is terrible. And someone who loses a child to suicide, there's just a different flavor to it. Um, so I wrote a book. Um, like I said, that book, went bonkers and I thought, wow, I can really help people with this. So I did that for a few years and, and it was fine. And it taught me a lot about coaching and holding space for people and helping people through their grief. I had retreats, all the things, but there came a point where I just didn't feel um, fulfilled anymore with that. Like I felt like there was a bigger calling and what was that? And I was having a hard time motivating myself to really want to continue even coaching clients anymore. I was like, it wasn't fun. And, and I don't think work always has to be fun, but in my life, I wanted more fun. And I, yeah. I love that you found coaching and you were able to take that energy and share with other moms who really needed this help and support that you couldn't find. So even though this was a harrowing journey for you, the fact that you were able to turn it positively and, and really be of service to other people who needed you to hold space for them, that is really huge. And I know you said the word fun, not that business always needs to be fun, but I know you and I know that's one of your values is having fun during work. So I want to commend you for going on that journey and finding your way to the other side, because now what you're doing is helping women get past that grief and really start to bloom. And I'll have you share this idea of, of blooming where you're planted in just a moment, but I just want to commend you for being so open and honest with me today. Thank you. Yes, I enjoy talking about it, actually. <laughs> so um, the other thing I was going to say is once I really decided that it's okay to lean into wanting to have more fun in your life, and why can't fun be in your business? <laughs> I just decided that I get to have fun in my business. So what happened then is I found, well, for one thing, I found human design, okay? And that, I think that tool right there made a switch for me when I learned about like my unique gifts and why I want to probably have fun, like my connections and friendship things and a lot of connection and communication in my human design chart. Um, it was like the focusing on just grief wasn't really fulfilling a lot of the things that showed up as my gifts in my chart, which is probably why I was feeling like I was here for something bigger even, <laughs> which how can it be bigger than helping people through their grief? I don't know, but... I was like, no, there's something bigger. And that's when I started leaning into my own human design. And it's just been what a fascinating journey. Um, and to allow myself to let go of this foundation I built for myself of, of like coaching. And it had to be the certain way. Like I had this idea of how my business was supposed to be and how it had to be. And I'm a 
a great rule follower, which has actually worked against me in a lot of ways. Um, and so I was like letting go of those rules and being more in alignment with my energy design is like, whoa, that has been mind blowing. And it's hard sometimes to shift that it really is. But I've been doing it for about a year. I've been working on this and it's been really the most amazing, fun journey. I've gotten to meet a bunch of new people, learn a bunch of new things, which I'm also a learner um, and teach these concepts, which are so fascinating. So I totally have all the tools in my coaching belt that I've learned over the years, but also now I have this new tool and I'm taking them and putting them together and helping um, women because I feel like I bloomed into somebody new into my, into my life, like in a big way recently. I just feel everybody can even feel the shift in energy. <laughs> you know, it was all good when I was a grief coach. Oh yes, that's so good. It's so needed. This is what I heard before, but now I'm like, everybody's like, you're so excited and passionate. I'm like, yes, <laughs> I am. So I can feel the difference and people can feel the difference. I think that's really important when you're having a business. Like, can you bring the energy of your passion into it? Yeah. Absolutely. That passion part is so important. And I've been privileged enough to see you bloom or you're in the process of blooming into this new person during our work together. And it's been so much fun for me to see you have so much fun in your business yeah. because that energy is definitely translating across time and space via video and everything that you're creating. So I love seeing that. And yeah. as a fellow rule follower, or shall I, shall I say recovering rule follower, I totally get it. For years and years, I did business the way I thought other people wanted me to, or I, I did it in a way that I was following someone else's success. And then I wasn't seeing the successes they were having. And I almost gave up this entrepreneurial journey because I thought there was something wrong with me because I never saw the successes that my peers saw. And it was, it was just draining to know that, you know, I wasn't able to measure up and I just felt like, you know, there was just something missing. So for me as well, when I discovered human design, it was, it was as if all the pieces in this crazy puzzle somehow magically aligned and, you know, the heavens opened up, the, the stars were shining, the sun was shining yeah. and this beautiful light all of a sudden was in front of me and the answers were there. So let's, yeah. let's dive into human design because I know not everyone who listens to the podcast is familiar with human design. So can you start by telling us what human design is? Well, I just want to say like in general, if you think of all those personality tests, like the strengths finders and Meyer Briggs and Enneagram, which I've never dug into Enneagram, but you know, all of those things, they really, it's, this is like a really deep in-depth personality test. <laughs> it's like a good overview. It's, it's like so specific and so unique to each individual person. Um, and I think for me, it's way more useful than, yeah, those other things are useful, but in a more general way, this is actually based on science. So this is only human design is only based on the date and time you were born. That's amazing. Like, how can you tell me anything about myself based on only my birth date? But it's based on, you know, I Ching, astrology, Kabbalah, like you don't even have to know what those things mean. But there's like five different sciences that go into human design. And I, uh, me being a researcher, teacher, learner type just thinks it's all fascinating. <laughs> I'm like, Ooh, what does this mean? You know, there's so many details. But I would, I would say for people just to even know, like people have made such big shifts in their life, even knowing their type, 
their decision-making authority, like just knowing some basics and leaning more into those is super amazing, right? I just love you can put so much strategy together with human design. Yeah. And it's been such a fun journey for me too, because now that I get to take what I know to, I'm, I'm not as much as a, a researcher as you. I do love all the sciencey bits. I'm kind of a science nerd, but I yeah. just get to now take the parts that really are meaningful to me. And when I work with, with clients such as yourself, it's so nice to be able to know how to ask questions or to help you move to the next level based on how you design, how you're designed and how you're meant to yeah. show up in the world, how you're meant to engage with people. It's such a fascinating process. And it's been so much fun for me to, you know, pull these charts on my clients, you know, just to kind of get the basics of what they're about. And just to sort of say to them, Hey, did, you know, I know this about you. And then they say, Oh, how did you know that about me? Right. It's almost <laughs> like we can be fortune tellers, but that's, I mean, it's not even like that. Yeah. It really is sort of just this, this beautiful way of looking at everything in your personality and, and how you interact with people, how much energy you have, like there's so many facets of human design. So now that we kind of have a basic understanding that it's like a, it's like a personality test on steroids, like it's yeah. so specific yeah. per person. And even yeah. two people born on the same time in the same day will have different charts, which is really fascinating, mm -hmm. a little bit different than regular <laughs> astrology where you can read your horoscope right? And, and it's kind of yeah. just generalized. This is very specific and it's so fascinating. So what is the yeah. first thing when you're talking to somebody about human design, what is the first thing you want them to know about why they might want to discover their own human design? Well, I think that, and there's this really interesting quote, and I wish I had it in front of me, but from the founder, the synthesizer, my mentor likes to say the synthesizer of human design. Um, because all the stuff was there. He just put it together and synthesized it. But one of his quotes talks about how what we've always been able to rely on, we never have relied on. Something like that. Or what we and what we've never been able to rely on is what we always rely on. Basically, what he says is that we get conditioned into acting and being a certain way. And then we just think, well, this is the way our life. And then there's so much struggle. There's so much frustration. There's so much anger, bitterness, resentment. But it's because it's not easy and flowy because we're not really living in alignment with how we were actually designed to be. It's so fascinating that it can make such a difference when you know this. It's crazy. I mean, the people who are projector or manifester energies, which don't really have the sacral center, they're over here trying to be the man, the manifesting generators and generators. It's like two totally different kinds of energy, but it's like, we're, we're just kind of conditioned. I guess that's the best word to use, right? We're conditioned. When we're growing up, we're told you have to think and plan and act and think and plan. Like we're, we're told to be really logical. And what human design allows you to be is see how can you really um, be into your body? How can you make decisions with your body, with your decision-making strategy, which has nothing to do with your brain. <laughs> your brain isn't here really to make decisions. I think that's interesting and that's maybe a side path, but when we learn how to really be in our body, it's just so amazing how life can feel so much easier. And that's, I think, what human design is here to teach us. Absolutely. And you said it so beautifully that it's really just a way to know ourselves better. And, and yeah. that fact, I mean, when I learned that I was a projector, and like you said, 
most of the world, we grow up knowing that, okay, if you want to achieve something like going to college, you have to work really hard. You have to get good grades. You have to hustle, hustle, hustle. And there's no time for sleep. There's no time for rest. There's no time for anything other than doing that thing to achieve that goal. And for some people like myself, as a projector, when I discovered that and I gave my, myself permission to stop hustling, oh yeah. my goodness, it was like Isn't these weights lifted off yeah. my shoulders and I could breathe again because I knew I didn't have to show up that way. Unfortunately, though, I think in this world, especially of online business, the people we see out there doing all these things probably are the, you know, the more energetic types. They're not the projectors of the world going out, making all these things happen, but because that's what we see and that's what we've been conditioned to believe we need to do. It's an interesting process to understand that it's okay to show up differently in your business. Yes. And I would say too, about those people, what I have decided and what I've come to believe is that even if those people never understand their human design, somehow they have um, learned how to live better into their energy. I Mm -hmm. think in some way they are in alignment. And like, if you're a manifesting generator or generator, like I'm a generator type, it's like, we need to do things that light us up. So many of us are taught like, no, you just go do what you're good at. But what you're good at might not light you up exactly, right? Like if you go just do what you're good at, like I'm good at accounting, but it's not really lighting me up anymore. <laughs> you know? So if I just cons, I'm, I'm good at this, I'm good at this, I'm good at this. Well, then I'm just like totally disregarding where my body and energy feels like it wants to be and what a bigger purpose could be or what some other gifts could be. Um, and I just feel like some people who've just been super successful, they've probably learned to lean into that for themselves. They've leaned into where their body took them instead of letting their brain take over. Say, no, I just focus here. Right. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. And I think some people just are naturally more attuned to that. They're aligned with that already without even knowing they're aligned. Right. They don't maybe want to dive in, but they're, they somehow have this knowing of their intuition or their energy. They're really, they're really empathic, or they just are guided by their own internal navigational system. They probably already understand it, like you said, and are living it. But for those of us like myself, I mean, I really had to dive in and say, Whoa, really? I can actually show up in business and only work a couple hours a day because I don't have the energy to do that. Like that's always what I wanted to do. And I, and I've talked about doing things the easy way and simplifying and automating and doing these things. So I've been testing these things. Like that was where I wanted to go without even knowing my human design. I wanted to make things as fast and and as efficient as possible. So when I learned that I was a projector and that's kind of my skill set to be able to create systems and visualize systems and put things into place, it was like, oh, that's really cool. It's like, yeah, someone reading a page out of my diary and saying, and and knowing exactly like what I had been through before. And that was the weirdest sensation because it was almost like that deja vu moment. Like, wait, did that already happen? Like, did that happen already? Is it happening now? Like, you you know, it's one of those fun things. And so it's been such a fun journey to dive into it. And I know that you go really deep with your clients and you've, you've talked about a couple of the different types. So when it comes to human design, can you talk us through the different types, like the different, I guess, titles of the different types of of human design you can have? 
Yes. So um, one way that I have learned to describe it, which might make sense for many people. So I usually use this for my clients is like, if we were building a town, there's five energy types. The first type is a manifester. They would be the developer. They have this big vision. They're not like, they don't even, they're not influenced by anybody outside of themselves. It's like they get a download from God or something, or like the universe sends them like, ta-da. And they're like, oh, and they can totally see this vision. And they have this big vision. They're like, this is where we need to build this town. This is what it's going to look like. That's their job is to keep initiating. That's all manifestor, manifestors are here to do. Then there's our projectors like Young. Um, and projectors are really good at seeing that vision and taking it and being the architect of it. They can like put it down on paper and plan it out and gather the resources. Like they can see how to make it work, right? The manifestor's job is to initiate. The projectors are here to like put together the plan, right? And to make it work. Now, then there's the, like, I'm a manifesting generator. So there's generators and manifesting generators. We're the ones that are builders. Like we're going to build the town. So we're really good at like taking a lot of action based on someone's plan. Like we're really good at that stuff. Um, um, like generators are more focused step-by-step -step people and manifesting generators like me are more like, trying to do a bunch of things at the same time. But in that way, we find efficiencies in the process. So it's kind of our job to be interested in doing a lot of different things. It's like multitasking to the nth degree. <laughs> and I actually thought that was bad about me before I found out my human design. I'm like, oh, well, this is just how I'm designed. Perfect. Like, it's funny how you can just allow yourself to be who you are. Um, and then the reflectors, which is the last type, which is there's only 1% of the population. They'd be like the interior designers probably of the rooms or the houses because they can come in and soak up the environment and they know, they just have like a knowing of what needs to happen or what how it, the space needs to look or how it needs to feel depending on the people that are gonna be living there. That's the best way I can really describe it. It's really fun though, to think about what is your place in that process. Yeah, a really fun way to, to be able to think about building a town and where you would fall into that and where your skill sets yeah. lie. So if yeah. you could just take a moment as you're listening and think about the things that you're good at. Do you like to do a lot of things at the same time like Rebecca and you maybe you're a manifesting generator? Do you yeah. like to be the architect and plan these things? Are you the visionary person? Are you the person who would come in and decorate? You know, without even knowing your human design and pulling your chart, based on what Rebecca has shared with us and her descriptions, it really can tell us a lot about what we know about ourselves and not just the, the brain thinking, we know these things, but really just knowing them to our to the depths of our core, because that's really sort of where human design is. It's not, it's not a brain type thinking, it's, a, it's the whole <laughs> system working together and decisions are not made with the brain, which is so counterintuitive to popular Very. culture. <laughs> yes, it's very counterintuitive. There is one decision making type, which I mean, without going into all of those, but there is one where it's like they need to kind of bounce ideas off of people. But that would be almost like the closest thing I could say to anybody having any kind of decision making that they need to use their head. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, lean into our body, right? What feels right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the feeling and, and I know growing up, you know, we, we hear a lot about how men usually aren't as feeling women have more feelings we're more emotional and mm -hmm. it's interesting because in human design it doesn't work like that there's not like the male and the female because no. everyone has a combination of both of these things and it's okay for the men to be 
emotional. And so I think it's empowering in so many ways, especially to the men in the world who've always grown up in a very kind of macho environment to now step back and understand, oh, wait, it's it's okay for me to have that ability to feel emotions and to to really be able to make decisions based on emotions sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's half, about half of the population has a defined emotion center and half doesn't. So some of us are empathic and some are giving off our emotions and it's men and women. It doesn't matter if you're a male or female, right? It goes both with both. So yeah, good point. Yeah, there are so many different facets and we could probably talk about human design for the next several hours and still not even tap into every bit of it because there's just so much to learn. And I feel like, you know, because there is that wealth of knowledge, you know, I'm, I'm learning what is working for me. And like anything, I tell my students all the time, you know, if I share something with you, take what works for you and then what doesn't work for you, go ahead and let that just be. You don't need to deal with that. Just, you know, if it feels good, if it works for you, if it's efficient, do that. And human design has been the same way for me. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about this new business of yours, because it's something you've shifted into recently. You have this beautiful visual aspect to your business. So when you're out there wanting to connect with your dream clients, how are you using your content to connect with them? Yeah, well, I mean, so part of my design is I'm a teacher, right? So one thing I, I'm bringing into my business and knowing how to use content is by teaching through content. So I'm not as much a creator or a, there's other things you could be, right? Coach, I'm not as much of a coach as I am a teacher. So me leaning into the teaching part and being able to share like, here's what I've learned in all my research about these things, I think helps draw people in. Um, Also, I know, Yang, you're helping me with this of taking my content and being able to use it on different platforms. But because I'm a manifesting generator, I am not the kind who's going to be really focused on putting these processes step-by-step into place. It's just not my strength, to be honest. I love systems. I was an accountant for Pete's sakes. I had to run systems, but I can tell you that I'm so much better at being able to just um, use my creative energy in all the different places without having to worry about putting all the systems in. So what Young is helping me do is put a system in. So amazing. (laughs) This is exactly what I need. So I'm so thankful for it. (laughs) Well, it's been so much fun, right? I think you're having fun. I'm having fun. Like we get to be able to tap into each other's energy as well in this process and use my strengths as a projector to help you focus as a manifesting generator to get the things done and implement it in your business. So it's such a cool thing to watch unfold. And it's been such a joy to sort of go into this process with you to be able to plan things out and then help you take the steps to make them happen because I know you have so many ideas all the time, which is, which is awesome. We just want to make sure that we're getting, you know, these systems in place because I know you want to hire people and have them do those things because your energy is better spent on teaching others what you know. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's where I want to spend all my time, to be honest, (laughs) is teaching and creating content. Like I love creating but the actual other part after that is like, uh, you know, <laughs> so yes, 
Um, so yes, that's what I'm doing right now with my businesses. Yang is helping me put it the systems in place to get that done. Yeah, I love it. And I know you have something really exciting coming up in a couple weeks. And I want you to share what it is because it really takes into account this human design idea and using your skills as a coach and what you were doing in the grief space and puts everything together in a really, really beautiful way. And again, I want you to talk about the visual imagery behind everything you're doing because I think Uh that will set the tone for explaining your event coming up. Yes. I, yes. So actually my business seems to be evolving around flowers. So blooming, right. Blooming is like a big part of, I feel like what my transition has been from losing a son to suicide to blooming into a new business to blooming into another new business. Like I just, we just continue the blooming process. So I have a retreat coming up and um, I'm going to be, I do regular retreat. I do retreats um, every year. So this retreat is in January, right? And we're, this is coming out in January. I know we're recording it ahead of time. But um, so my retreat is going to be called Renew and Bloom. And it's um, Renew and Bloom 2021. So what I want this retreat to be about and what it my intention is, is that we're going to come in, we're going to clear out the energy from 2020, right? There's a lot of energy going on in 2020. I want us to clear that out what doesn't work anymore, you know, something's not working, Um, we're going to look at our human design as a tool to figure out what do you want to do, Um, like use your energy in the best way in your business in 2021. So there's going to be some intentions, we're going to create some maybe plans, but it's going to be using the tool of human design and also using that subconscious programming tools that I have for really sinking into you know, knowing what your inner guidance is saying, not, it's not about what I think you should do or what anybody else, what is your inner guidance saying? So this is what this retreat is going to be about. And I think it's going to be a great, I keep this small. These are intimate, like 10 people. So there might be still few spaces when we're talking, you know, and I'll have a link in my, um, on my website, you can go check out if there's space left, but yes, I would love for everybody to check it out. So I want to take a moment and just think about this image of the flower, because if you think about where a flower starts as the seed, and it goes through all these different phases of growing and blooming, and then it goes into dormancy, and it kind of goes again. So if you think about that in relation to your business and the parallels in your business and in your life as a whole, it's such a beautiful picture of thinking, okay, I get to bloom into this beautiful flower this year, and maybe next year it'll be a different kind of flower. And that idea of at the end of your life, you will have bloomed an entire garden of gorgeous flowers. I mean, thinking about that, I mean, it just makes me giddy inside thinking, oh, I did that. You know, if we can think about business as these beautiful flowers we plant, I just, there's just something magical about it. So when you share this idea with me, I mean, immediately brought up so many visual, like beautifully visual images in mind. So kudos to you. Oh, and I forgot to say, so that is part of this. This is about planting the seeds for 2021, right? We're going to be in January. We're kind of in a dormant stage. Just think of winter and dormancy and, you know, what does your garden do in the winter, right? But it's like you're getting ready to bloom this next season, right? So that's what I want this. This retreat is about that. So my retreats will go along with those seasons and flowers. Like, so um, yeah, if, if you're interested in renewing and planting 
for 2021. Yeah, come check it out. It's going to be fun. And Rebecca, give us the website address so we can come check that out as well. Yes. I mean, it's going to be a link on RebeccaTurvo.com. So, and will you have a link in the show notes? Yep. Too? I will absolutely put a link in today's show notes for this episode. Yes. So you can, you can just visit the show notes page and get linked directly to all the information you need about Rebecca's upcoming retreat. So if you're somebody yes. who is ready to bloom and you like this idea of, of growing and you would love Rebecca's help and knowing your human design and her subconscious tools that she has. I mean, she has a whole arsenal of tools. She's learned so many things. When she tells me all the things she's been learning in the past just year, even I'm blown away because there's so many modalities that she's bringing into her programs. And I can't wait for all of you to learn more and get her help to really sort of start to bloom where you're planted, despite any of the circumstances that are external to you, because we all have those. But how do you thrive in any sort of environment and move forward? I love it. Yes, exactly. That's beautifully said. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) My, My pleasure. And I just, this whole idea just, you know, gives me pleasure to talk about because it's so fun. And, you know, your value is fun. I've been trying to embrace fun because, you know, if, if business, if life isn't fun, you know, I think there's that bumper sticker. If, if life isn't, if something isn't fun, why do it sort of thing, right? So it's all about having fun. Definitely connect with Rebecca. I'd love for you to go into her, her experience and come out on the other side with more tools to really grow your business into the business of your dreams, which of course, then translate to you having this beautifully designed life. So Rebecca, thank you so much for being here today. Fantastic. Thank you, Young. Are you ready to dive in and discover your human design plus continue this conversation? Head on over to today's show notes at youngpratt.com slash 315 so we can do just that. Next week, you'll meet our second human design expert, Britia Kubechka, and how she pivoted her business in a big way to focus on helping others understand their unique human design. Catch you then. Thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Awesome podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any tips, tricks, or secrets on building a business based around your awesome. Hey, and while you're there, leave us a rating and review. Let us know what you think of the show. And until next time, my friends, go out there today and amplify your awesome.